welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Greg and Mike. Hello. Uh, tonight our topic is going to be somewhat like the Pixarization of the Disney parks, but with a little bit of a twist. Uh, we've seen some chatter on a lot of the the um, like DPN-type sites lately about no one blinked an eye when Lucasfilm invaded the parks. And, and it's then, been a decade or more. But and currently people are kind of up in arms about Pixar invading. Yeah, so we're going to try to draw some analogies. Why why or why wasn't the Lucas invasion uh, greeted with the same kind of... Disdain. Um, ...good word as Pixar. So that's going to be the show tonight. But before that, uh, because this is still kind of a timely thing from a show we did... Uh, two episodes ago. Two episodes ago about ECVs. Todd from Louisiana uh, left us a voicemail about an incident they had with uh, ECV. So we're going to play that now. Hey, guys. This is Todd in Lafayette, Louisiana, otherwise known as Cajun WDW fan on the forum. Just wanted to call y'all and uh, make a comment about the last podcast you guys had about the uh, ECVs. Uh, the trouble you ran into or got runned over on. Well, we had some, something very similar happen to our family uh, last December when we went to Walt Disney World. Uh, my fiance, we were uh, heading out of the park at the end of the night after uh, illuminations at Epcot, and uh, I want to say it was an older lady uh, ran over my fiance's foot and. Uh, she was hobbling, you know, for the for that rest of that night and the next morning, you know, because she ran over her foot and we yelled at the lady and she didn't do anything, didn't even she didn't look back or nothing, just kept going on with the with her little cart there. And a uh, funny thing was that, uh, you know, it, of course it was a you know mass of people heading out at the end of the night with the fireworks, so there wasn't very much room, but she could at least said something to to my fiance at the time. But then what was funny about it is the next day we went to Magic Kingdom and I think we saw the same person uh, driving down the street uh, in Frontierland, but uh, we weren't quite sure if that was her or not. We didn't want to, you know, go up to her and say anything about it. But, yeah, those uh, those things can be a real pain in the in the foot, I guess you could say. Uh, just and, it's, and another funny thing is that my mother, this year, we're going back in November to Walt Disney World, and, uh, you know, she has... You know, she's not up to par or, you know, can't really hang with us as far as walking around the park going and the, and the pace we take. So I think this year she wants to rent one for a day when we go to Epcot since it's such a big place. So it's kind of funny. We're going to kind of be on that end of the uh, end of the scenario. So we'll kind of see what goes on there. But uh, just want to comment about the EVCs or ECVs and uh, keep up the good work. Can't wait for the next podcast. Later. Thank you, Todd. Uh, good Good voicemail. Appreciate you listening. And yes, the the ECVs can be both a positive thing for a guest who needs it, and a tragic thing for those who get run over by them. Well, you know, it's one okay. It's one thing to get run over by a jackass like you were, and then another thing to be run over by someone who may need one who's just kind of not in control. But I would, yeah, I would well, still, you, I would still hope that the person who needs one and, and has an accident would be contrite about it and say, "Excuse me" or yeah. "I'm sorry." But that was really my second incident because I, I didn't 
Well, I've, I've touched on the one that happened in Epcot when I was there at spring break. Yes. This, this old hag, I'm sorry, this old woman beeping the little horn, just kind of pushing her way through the crowd like she's got some kind of priority. She never said anything. She never said, excuse me, just beep, 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 as she's pushing her way through the crowd. So you might say that I've had two run-ins with them. But also I want you guys um, to take a look. Give us a few days. You can look at the MiceCast website or the Imaginary My Way uh, website. Uh, you notice how I always managed to segue that in there. Well, uh, nice little pimp job. But anyways, job. I have a, um, a cast member friend at Disneyland, and I won't give his name out right now because I'm going to try to help him publish his third book. Um, he does Farside-type comics, and once we get it up, you know, his name will be up there. Uh, but the first two books are in the Disney archives, and they were requested by Disney uh, to be put in the archives. Now, currently he's been kind of told not to solicit them in the party, so I'll, I'm trying to come to the rescue and help him a little bit. He's got a few copies of book two left, uh, no copies of book one left. Now, I have signed copies of both of them, and I'm going to start scanning most of the pages out of the first two. Now, the third one, he's given me original artwork and a disc that someone had scanned for him of all the artwork, and he's got two hysterically funny uh, Farsight-type comics of ECVs. So those are going to come up on both of our websites as soon as I get the new stuff scanned. And then I'm looking for... Uh, two possible ways of helping him get his third one out there. One would be to sell a DVD of all the TIFF files, of all the artwork. That would be choice one, but he still wants a physical book printed. So I'm going to check with some printer friends I, I have contacts through for uh, my business and see what they would charge to have them printed up in a, um, a more of a book form. And these books are all compilations of cartoons he's drawn? Yes, and it all has to do basically with Disneyland, and he des dedicates them usually to the cast members. Uh, most of them, cast members will get every single one of these jokes, at least a cast member that's been around for a while. Maybe some of the newbies may not get some of them. Um, not not every non-cast member would get them. They, they might go, huh? But, you know, a little bit of insight from a, a cast member would help you laugh hysterically at some of these things because they are um, they funny. are quite funny so anyways look for that stuff coming up and um, yeah all right so so that's our ECV stuff for the night so let's get on to the real subject and that subject would be Lucasfilm invades the Disney parks so that we've got to kind of get in our time machine and go back to 19. 87, right? Thank you, Mike. You, what day and hour was it? Because you're real good at that <laughs> date and hour thing. Oh, I don't remember the date. I just know that uh, tours, Star Tours opened soft late 86 and opened to the public in, I want to say, January of 87? February? Somewhere in there. Okay. So, 1987. I'm not really on any boards. Shoot, 1987, where Who's am on I? boards? What do you mean boards? You mean like internet chat boards? Yeah, like... Or BBS, BBS, yeah, back BBS then. is back then. Maybe AOL, right? Uh, Gosh, eighty-seven. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, well, I'm still a CompuServe was probably out there. I'm, I'm 
currently in 1987 serving my country in the finest military, uh, the U.S. Air Force. Um, <laughs> yeah, a branch Mike. of service that wasn't even 40 years old in 1987. Oh, who gives a crap? Eh, so um, it's an afterthought. That's what, that's what the problem yeah, is. Yeah. Well, just because all other aircraft wasn't around when the country started doesn't all other mean branches we should of be service slighted for 200 that. years old. Oh, here's an afterthought. <laughs> oh, so we have to wait for someone to you know invent the airplane and we're penalized for that? Hey, you could have just stuck with the Army like you should have. Then you could actually have some, some sort of claim to fame. But nah. Hey, you know what? I, I give it to those grunts who get down in the dirt and do that, but that just wasn't my kind of... Well, uh, I'm, you know, I'm gig. saying, I'm talking about the roots of the Air Force. No, no, I, I understand that. My dad served in the Navy. I had thoughts of going in the Navy, and then I wised you'd up been, and You'd have been a Air better Force. man for it. Nah, never. <laughs> never. It'd just be <laughs> someone's buddy, that's all. Okay. Um, anyways. So, um, 1987. 87, <laughs> I, was, I was serving proudly... Uh, in the U.S. Air Force, back before you had... No, I won't even say that. Anyways, um, so yeah, Star Tours opened to, I would say, fairly big fanfare from what I saw. The cast members were fairly excited about it. The technology was fresh. The lines were long. Yes, there was a lot of boo-hooing over the mighty microscope being ripped out, but yet it was uh, saved for posterity in the the show. And it's an example of uh, an attraction that might may or may not be Sacred Cow, but an attraction that was replaced with something better. Yes, Monsanto's Journey Advent- through Inner Space, Advent- or Adventure through Inner Space. Anyway, so replaced yeah, whatever with something. Whatever it was. was replaced, but it was given its proper adieu by putting the microscope in the film. So I, that was a nice little tribute. Um, now, after twenty, almost 20 years, wait, what, did we hit the... You said 87. 87. I think it was actually oh. 86. You know, that's on that calendar from the Walt Disney World map, guys. It's got all the good dates on I'm, it. I'm, I had just gotten out when Star Trek okay. opened, so I all got right, out so in November. Call it 19 years now, not okay. quite 20, right? Yep. Um, the attraction, at least at Disneyland, I think, is showing a little bit of its age. Uh, the one in at the uh, studios, I thought, seemed to be holding up fairly well. It's it's long overdue for an update in the film, go to a different planet or oh, something. I oh, don't know. A little little tangent here. Yes. I wrote Star Tours on Sunday, and you know the little the the screen you know that you see up there that showed you know the the little travel logs you know flight Endor, see this do that. Well, there was up there on the screen that yeah, said yeah yeah yeah. Well, it said um, new journey coming soon, or something new coming along soon. Endor will not be the end all. Really? Really. And if I was quick, I'd have snapped a snap that's that's picture of it because the camera was in my hand, but it changed before I could power it on. Oh, come on. Uh, you got to keep it powered up and ready. What's wrong with you? These things go to sleep, dude. Come on. Oh, man. you anyway, always be so, prepared. you got to take the obligatory picture in every attraction you're in because you never know when they're going to rip it out. You know, you, you see Horizons one day, you come back the next day, and it's not even there anymore. Yeah, I mean, you got to be prepared. Right. Uh, so that's well, that's pretty exciting news. But anyways, I don't remember a whole lot of hubbub. No, uh, certainly about not negative. Star Tours. Certainly not negative. No, but, no, no. but then again, like you prefaced it, no one was tuned in. Like quite the way people, they are. People now. are now, yeah. Okay. Though, let's you know, being realistic, I know there was some talk around the park because I did know at least one cast member, if not a couple cast members that were there at the time, that 
though they thought the relationship with Lucas would be a positive one and definitely would bring people to the park, there was the thought of, um, well, we dried up with our ideas. Yeah, exactly. We, we can't do it ourselves. Because, you know, originally that motion-based attraction uh, was not going to be Star Tours or Star Wars-based. I had seen a show on the Disney Channel with Randy Bright, who gave us a tour through the park and uh, was talking about this new technology, and it was going to be a simulator-based ride. But, you you know, at one moment you would be experiencing the... Um, the Le Mans, feeling every shift of the car. The next minute, you'd be on skis going down the moguls, and you'd feel all these different sensations that were there, uh, and it turned into Star Tours, which I think is a good attraction. I like it. So, so next, what's the next Lucasfilm uh, well, uh, in the park? I would... If, the next thing that I could think of, there might be something in between, but when Disney MGM Studios opened in 1989, there was an Indiana Jones... Stunt spectacular. Right. Now, 89. What, what year was that again? What did you say? 89. 89. Okay. 89. So I'm trying to think. October, there was... Um, October 89? There was solid work going on to bring that stunt show to Disneyland. And I was trying to remember if it was pre or post uh, of the studios opening in Florida. But they had a lot of issues with you know all the safety nags here in California about you know, the storage of the... Ex- the uh, the gasoline and everything that needed to uh, to do the show. Yet here years later we get Fantasmic, which equally has you know a lot of um, natural gas or whatever they're using to to light the the river up. So though I think the Indiana Jones stunt stunt, stunt spectacular probably uses more. Okay, now so, yeah. and Star Tours yeah. opened in MGM. No, it didn't open until Star Tours opened like three months after. Didn't quite make opening. No. It's not like they haven't built that ride before. I don't know what could have been no, so tough. No, maybe, maybe they had a snag or something. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. I mean, it's yeah, stuff. Stuff happens. So, anyways, now so and plus you have the scene of the great in the great movie ride. Yes, I, I forgot about that. But you know that I don't. You know I don't really consider that a uh, you know like we talk about a Pixarization of uh, the theme parks. I wouldn't consider that a part of the Lucas invasion. That's just a scene amongst many in... Um, but that's considered a, a film classic that they're going to immortalize with... Yeah, yeah, I, I don't find that 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 too off uh, the beaten path. Okay, so that's how the, about... The only Lucas... Uh, how about... The only Lucas reference in there? No, the, the, the big montage at the end. Yeah, you know, speaking of that big montage, a character breakfast did a really good little expose on the attraction. Uh, I guess there was supposed to be quite a bit more uh, Wizard of Oz stuff. And because MGM didn't agree to all of it, MGM owns the rights to that, right? Oh, I don't know. Well, let's, let's just call it MGM for lack of knowledge and show prep here. And there was, I guess they were supposed to have a scene with the tornado, and that's where, I think, isn't Fantasia's right after uh, uh, the Wicked Witch, isn't it? What? Well, or is I, it right before? No, it's probably I, I, right, on right the before. Ride? The ride? Yeah, on the it's ride. before, because right. Wizard of Oz is the last show scene right. before you move into the right. theater. 
so I guess from what Character Breakfast was saying, some information they they found out uh, was Fantasia was an afterthought that was supposed to be the tornado, and it drops you in, you know, right after the house hits the witch. Okay. And you're in there with little munch, munchkins, um, and then you you go on to see Dorothy down the yellow brick road, and then the big scene where the movie montage is was supposed you were supposed to end up in Oz and meeting the uh, the wizard behind the curtain and the whole bit. That's why that big huge room's there, not to watch a movie. Huh. At, at least according to Character Breakfast. And I thought, wow, that would have been great. It's too bad they they couldn't get the uh, the full rights or the permissions. And you know, some of the their information I wasn't quite sure of. They, they had some thoughts on why the um, the hats there and. It, yeah, they they weren't bad thoughts. I just never heard that particular rumor before. I've heard many rumors of why the hat is still there and they won't move it because of this or that with the Chinese theater behind it. Um, but they had a new twist I hadn't heard before. But all this other stuff, I thought, wow, if that would have been pulled off, that would have been a couple really, really good scenes. My only slight disappointment would be, it wasn't there a Disney movie with a big enough... Uh, splash, if you will, to yeah. end with rather than yeah. the other guys. No kidding. But, oh well, I mean, it's, I, I enjoy the ride. It's not exactly the, uh, a thrill per minute ride, but I do enjoy it. Oh, Anything I with got a bunch of animatronics, I'm usually pretty yeah. interested I like in. It. I like it. So, anyways, so now, so uh, some, let's see, the, uh, probably the only park, well, no, Epcot doesn't have any Lucas stuff. I was, I was almost said the only park was Animal Kingdom without Lucas, but uh, the two Magic Kingdoms, Disneyland and Magic Kingdom, both have. Uh, have Lucas and what, Disney MGM has what would Lucas. Be, what's what's in Magic Kingdom? Oh, hey, hey, you're right. I'm sorry. I I I made a mistake there. It's you're you're correct. Magic Kingdom does not no, have. I, I nope, no, 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 no. You're right. I'm I'm kind of doing a mental walk around the park and quickly, no, quickly, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, real quick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just no. shake the cobwebs out. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Our Magic Kingdom, Disneyland has. Well, we're not there yet. In two. The we're not there in the timeline yet. Oh, still, okay. I'm I sorry. Because we're Go ahead. we're discussing, you know, the studios. Is yes. Practically lousy with Lucas. You know, a ro- an attraction and a show, uh, an animatronic scene, and chunks of film. Because not only is there Star Wars in that montage, but I might my feeble mind might be actually conjuring images of. From Indiana Jones, but no, that doesn't make sense. If there's Jones footage, well, why not? The Joneses. You well, know, there's who music. Knows? You know, yep, there's yep, Star yep, Wars no. music in there. So, well, yeah, and they host the Star Wars weekends there all the time. Um, yeah, you know, so it's a great venue for that. I mean, where else um, do you have a, a place that's got full size? Well, I don't know if the walkers well, would be full no, size, uh, but you walkers know. Like t- Three quarter scale. Or yeah, it's scale. got a very cool um, interactive but, area. But even that so. queue, you know, that's you could consider that some Lucas invasion because. Well, the, of course it. Is. Oh yeah, it goes with the whole uh, the whole ride. So, you know, yeah. Tatooine Trader. You know, there's yeah, a store. Well, well, sure. I mean, yeah. you almost have a whole land there. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, all right. Uh, so now, all right. So now, fast forward five years. Is it? No. Did India open in '95? Uh, it opened while I was still there. I did it? Yes, it did. It did open while I was still there, so I don't know. You know, they, it's your thing, not my thing. Well, you know, but regardless, the, the problem you know, was I was, out, I was not in California in 1995, so I have yeah. um, dim memory it's, at that point. Yeah. 
my my huge disappointment with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Forbidden Night. What, whatever. Uh, the Forbidden Night <laughs> <laughs> is that they they cheapened out after they had really promoted in the gallery for a, quite a oh, while yeah. what the attraction was potentially going to be like. And, the train and they, was supposed to roll through there. The, the train was going to roll through there. The, the Jungle Cruise was going to cut through it. I believe there was a combination of the roller coaster and the interactive uh, ride through because uh, there was they had the whole thuggy thing going. Oh yeah, um, yeah, the um, the mine train thing. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the so, lava, the lava waterfall made oh, from yeah. ice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that effect worked for a short period of time, but Richard has stories of why Dosh and Osho and all kinds of other things interfered with it. I don't know if his stories are are true or not, but they sound good. Uh, it's <laughs> like, a good att- it's a good attraction. I was disappointed that it's not Harrison Ford in that uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, they have not kept the queue up to its pristine condition. A lot of the interactive yeah. things, or at least one of the main interactive things, no longer works, which was a great interactive piece. And because of um, a lack of willpower to stand up to wheelchairs and stuff, they've now kind of, well, screwed up the queue and more than one thing's fast passes screwed it up so you no longer get to stand and enjoy enjoy it you're almost kind of pushed through because by the time you get to go up in there into the temple everybody's just hauling ass to get up to the front so you, you miss the yeah. subtle details the, that is probably one of the best queues ever created in a Disney yep. park and it's missed by fully, most people fully wheelchair accessible Lots of stuff to read yeah. on the walls. Things yeah, I'm not with. sure if it's totally ECV accessible, but it is wheelchair accessible. No, though okay. they're now letting wheelchairs go in the back door, uh, which I, I find to be a, a thought, criminal act. But. I thought wheelchair width and ECV width are supposed to be the same. Well, the width might be the same, but there's a different turning radius. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're ECV. right. There might be a turning radius issue. Yeah. Yeah. But the last time I went on it, I noticed that you could not. Okay, you've got the little interactive area of the queue down below where you've got the the uh, the truck from the first movie. Uh-huh. You've got the generator going. You've got all the switchbacks. And then you get to the, uh, the, the wooden bridge that takes you up to the, uh, or ramp that takes you up to the temple. It used to be a straight walk, and it, it, most of the time it was split. You know, you had two sides of it. Uh, for a while they were doing one side fast pass, the other side standby. Well, now they're holding everybody down below, at least the last time I was there, and you almost had to do switchbacks up that ramp. They, they, you had to like uh, say, uh, do a football run. You go to the left, go to the right, go to the left, go to the right. <laughs> There's no way you could have got a wheelchair through there, or at least not very quickly. And all the wheelchairs were just going in the back door, and I'm just coming out of it, shaking my head, going, you know, uh, most of these people probably need the wheelchair. But this whole entitlement thing of I'm in a wheelchair or an ECV, I get to go to the back door, just you know, irks me. So, anyways, back to to Lucasfilm. Okay. So now, now we don't forget, and I'm not sure where in the timeline this fits, but uh, Disneyland Paris or Euro Disneyland probably at the time oh, got did, a. Did it open up with the Indiana? Because they opened in '92. I don't know if it opened with it, but it definitely got the Indiana Jones. It was it the Peril of something? I think is their okay. roller coaster. But, I don't know, but they have they have an Indiana Jones something or other in Paris. I know that. Yes, yes, it's it's, it's what, a roller coaster of some type. What it is okay. that has a loop. I think it was the first looping roller coaster in one of the Disney theme parks, if I remember correctly. Okay. 
But so Lucasfilm is is definitely present in many many of the parks. I'm not sure did Tokyo ever get a Star Tours or yes, Disney Tokyo Seas Tokyo did get a Star Tours. Okay, so we got all these attractions, all these parks with Lucas, and there doesn't seem to be an ongoing hatred or dislike of the Lucas attractions. In fact, no, if anything, there's long lines for most of the the attractions. But yet, here comes Pixar, which have made hugely successful films, original films. I mean, they're not even relying on old fairy tales or something. I mean, these are original, original yep. stories, and People are freaking out. Now, uh, granted, I'm not one of the freaking out. I'm one of the ones going, hey, I like these rides, but they're in the wrong place. So that's my problem with the Pixar ones. And to kind of second that is Disney, you know, forget Pixar. Okay, there's a symbiotic relationship with Pixar and Disney, correct? Yes, yes. You know, definitely a financial arrangement. Disney benefits Pixar's benefits. I'm not sure who actually owns the right to the characters, Disney or Pretty sure Pixar. It's Pretty sure it's Disney. Okay. Tick, pick, okay. Pixar got to keep the technology. You know, they patent the rendering engines and they patent the some of these other things. They got to keep the masters, but the actual characters and the marketing characters and the toys that come off of that all circle see Disney. Yeah, and, and I'm not sure. Also, remember that Pixar grew out of the Lucas. Digital Film Corp or whatever Lucas's uh, arm was. So some of that technology came out of his shop, though they, I think, vastly improved it over time at Pixar. But again, you know, who knows? Maybe it's more of a licensing that Pixar owns the characters, but they're licensed for use in Disney. I don't really know how it works. Because, you know, some people will say Disney only... um, Acted as the uh, releaser, at, you know, Buena Vista Films or however they actually released them. Uh, yeah. They don't actually own it. It's just a partnership to provide capital and uh, the the process to get them into the the theaters. There so is I really forum, don't know. There's a forum post on the DPN. Yes. The guy provided a link to Pixar's story. Where they came from, the three principal guys that put it together, when they got, when Lucas asked them to join him in Northern California, when Lucas got tired of them and was trying to sell them, he was trying to sell them, um, when they got bought uh, by Jobs, you know what Jobs did. It's a it's a very clear cut timeline. I'll have to go look for that because I I did read an interview with Lasseter today with some English, um, it must have been kind of like uh, actor's workshop type of a, a show, uh-huh. so that, you know, they had question, answer, question, answer, oh, there's an audience question towards the end, and he gave some general timelines, did you know, this is kind of cool, I thought I'd heard Lasseter worked as a Jungle Cruise Yeah, I thought, uh, I, thought I heard guy. that too. But in his interview, he never talked about it. he talked about going to CalArts, getting hired by Disney, but he, he, you want to hear the funny thing about CalArts? Guess who some of his classmates were? Okay, wait. When would he have gone to CalArts? The 80s, probably. Early, early 80s. 80s. He's about our age, so. Uh, shoot. Current. Who's current animators? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say Bluth, because Bluth predates him. Bluth uh, probably predates him, yeah. Um, Ron Clements, the guy from... 
Beauty and the Beast, maybe. You're, uh, you're not even going down the right avenue. Oh, okay, so then never mind. You tell me. Tim Burton. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't know that Tim Burton actually started at Disney. What? He, at the studio? Tim Burton, Tim Burton worked at the studios, yeah. In fact, I, another thing from an old Disney Channel show, which they just don't do good shows like this anymore... He uh, some of the stop motion work that he did while he was at Disney, and of course it's just as dark as any of the Tim Burton films <laughs> he's done on his own. Um, and he must have somehow touched a chord with Vincent Price because he did this little kind of stick figure animation that he had the voice of Vincent Price, you know. So somehow, All right, he so intrigued Vincent Price with some of his stuff. But he is just twi- as twisted when he was with Disney as he is now. So. All right. So uh, Laster went to Kellarts. What else did he say? Oh, you know, just, you know, a little bit of the story, how he ended up at Lucas, because he blames, well, I shouldn't use the word blame. Katzenberg, yeah. Katzenberg for not embracing CGI, but he also believes that hand animation will never die, and he was doing this, I guess when him and, I forgot the other guy's name, that made this kind of pioneering film, the guy was doing the digital background, and uh, he was doing the hand animated Characters and they were yeah. bl- they were blending them together. So, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good interview, and they had all kinds of little links to go with. And I, you know, I was doing it at work today, so I couldn't spend all day on it. Sure. But, um, he did mention the trailer that they did for Monsters Inc. that got the Harry Potter people all up in arms, and which was really kind of funny. And then I guess in the long run, they were like, "No, yes, play this, play this. This is good. It's a, it's a decent trailer." Um, but it, it kind of gave a due to, you know, we're, we're up against this huge movie, but don't worry. <laughs> we're in the theater next door. Come see us when you're done, kind of a thing. It, it was pretty funny. So seems like he's got a pretty decent uh, sense of humor. So, All right. So can we equate, can we do some comparison of how infected, for want of a better term, Infected with Lucasfilm versus infection of Pixar. Well, yeah. Well, let's let's look okay. at the big analogy. Star of Tours. Star Tours is in three parks or four parks. So I, don't I think are, is that the way you want to go, or did you want to see the big problem? I think people have with Pixar. Oh, what then? Did I probably leave out that my problem with Pixar is not, not well, partly the location they've put them, but the fact that we've had equally strong films Disney that films. are true Disney with no outside investor group or you know studio that we're working with and they've never really got their due with any kind of uh, attraction they've got parades they've had shows i mean beauty Uh, and the beast lion king aladdin okay yeah Uh, now the 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 little mermaid finally got her attraction i believe over in uh, tokyo and the disney seas which would have been here in long beach if they hadn't screwed the pooch on that that deal um but let's look at okay. Let's look where they put the the Lucasfilm well, I'm trying attractions. To how many? I'm trying to equate Pixar attractions to Lucasfilm transactions. To you mean transactions how many? Yeah, I mean like there's there's a Buzz Lightyear everywhere. There's a Star Tours everywhere. Yeah. There's um, Bugs Life. Bugs Life in two locations. Um, is there any? Is there a Pixar equivalent to? I mean, a, a a Lucas equivalent. I mean, you can't talk about the stage shows, could you? They're not exactly the same thing. Which uh, stage show? The Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. 
Well, I, I consider that a little more than a stage show, yeah. but... Well, okay, but it's not the same thing as sitting Bugs Life. Okay, well, you can't, I don't, you can't compare Buzz well, Lightyear to Indi- or no, to uh, not, Star Tours. I'm not comparing Just, them in, in the sense of the immersion or the, or the no, experience. Or I'm comparing to them the number of rides well, that okay. are... T- well, okay, then count up Pixar and then count up Lucasfilm well, instead of trying to say, trying here's to one, here's one, here's one, here's one, like you're separating poker chips. You, okay. You've got Bugs Life, you've got Monsters, Inc., you've got Nemo coming... You've got Buzz Lightyear, and have we left any off? Well, when you say Nemo, what do you say? Nemo at Epcot or Nemo at Disneyland? Uh, I just forget where they are right now, because some of them are duplicates of this, you know, similar or same attraction. So let's just get the basic attraction down, and then if you want to multiply how many times oh, okay. they've been iterated, you, you could do that. Oh, okay, okay. You, got the, you got Turtle Talk. That's kind of an attraction. Yes. Um Okay, so I count five right now with just count them as, counting them as a single entity. Okay. Not the duplication of them. Now, okay. with, with Lucasfilm, you've got uh, Temple of Forbidden Eye. You've got Star Tours. You've got the stunt show. I'm not going to count the great movie ride because that's, no, that's a, compilation of a, a compilation of a lot of things. Um, oh, you've got the uh, roller coaster in Paris. Okay. And let's see. Did I cover all their stuff? Did I miss one? Well, Star we're, Tours, Stunt Show. Um, so that it looks like four Lucas um, Lucas attractions. I unless I've left one off somewhere. No, uh, I, okay. I, look, so five Pixar to four Lucas. Now, now we can talk. Okay, we've got two. We think three Star Tours, counting the three parks that have Star Tours in them. Only one Stunt Show. Uh, as far as I know, I don't know if there's one in Paris or not. Um, so Indiana I think Jones. That, and yeah, so that that only puts us up to six for Lucas. Now Pixar, we got uh, a second uh, Turtle Talk. We have a second uh, Bugs Life. Yep. Uh, we only have one Nemo. Now we we don't know what the new Monsters Inc. thing at Disney World's going to be. If it's um, you know going to be the same type of ride or it's there's kind of fuzzy what's going on out there, so we'll just scratch that down for another one. Uh, that's eight I've got so far. Did I miss one? No. No? No. no. Okay. So Pixar 8, Lucasfilm 6, if we've done our, our math correct. Um, so, again, I like all the Pixar films. I don't think there's been a Pixar film I dislike. My least favorite is probably Bugs Life. But... It's one of my more favorite attractions, as yeah. far as the three D movies goes. I think it's fun. I every time I know I'm going to get poked in the back or stuck in the butt, <laughs> I still the, jump. I still laugh. The little bugs. Uh, the little bugs that crawl under your butt. Yeah. Yeah. The little stink bug. All, I mean, it's still to me a, a fun, interactive show. So, uh, I uh, Monsters Inc. I think it's a good dark ride, and I think it's in the, the right place. Uh, Buzz Lightyear. I'm not terribly impressed with this attraction, though I, I've only been in Disneyland's. I've been at Disney World twice, haven't wanted to st- stand in the line. I've been told that ours is superior yes. to the one at, at Disney World. But again, easier to it's, score. it's a dark ride that's really aimed at the video game age kids. Yes, it can be kind of fun, but not anything terribly exciting, and uh, the lack of story is almost 
stifling, I think. No, there's uh, no lack of story. Oh, go, go shoot the bad guy. I no, mean, the I mean, story is Zerg is stealing all the batteries, and you have to go stop uh, him. Oh, my God. Okay, and, so the, and, you, you capitalize that in so the, simple terms. That and, the, and the battery motif is played throughout that whole freaking thing. All right, that, you know. <laughs> Are we at the halfway okay. point? Do we, is that why is that no, we're cracking? I'm, I'm at the point of, you know, if that's the depth of our storytelling right now in attractions, it's it's getting pretty bad. But regardless of that, it's, you know, not one of their better dark rides. Yes, it's a little more interactive and fun. The kids are all jazzed. And Buzz is hugely popular. And remembering that it's based on the, the, cartoon, the cartoon series, yes. not, not the Story. movie. Mm-hmm. Not Toy Story. So... Um, Nemo, again, to me, seems like the wrong place for it. Uh, you know, the, the turtle crush talk thing, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, does <laughs> it fit in the animation room? Why not? It's animated. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, yeah, we don't have an aquarium to go into, but at least it's there, and they didn't build some aquarium down in the DCA pond somewhere and try to pawn that off. I think it... I, I, you know, I saw that show for the first time. We, you know, this, I don't know. Was that the first time you'd seen it, or you seen it before? Yeah, I'd only seen Lou on Beyond Main Street vidcast. Oh, I'd only seen his from so you, Disney World. Yeah, and seen it in person then. No, so no, I did notice one difference. That um, didn't they bring? Didn't Crush bring out like a um, a bikini top or something? Yeah. Did he, I don't remember yeah. him doing that at ours. No, he did that uh, at ours. Okay, what was there was something? Di- oh, what? this is Dory. Cool, cool. Dory, Dory came, didn't Dory come came at in Epcot. She did not come here. Right. Dory's dissing us. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so Nemo, you know, we'll wait and see. Maybe Nemo turns out to be a good thing. My problem is the submarines are in Tomorrowland. Well, just like just like they moved Matterhorn, it's not yeah, beyond the mountain. It's, it's not yeah. beyond the realm of possibility that for them to. To move I'm telling you, you could draw the line all the way to the Utopias, and you wouldn't hurt me because I think the Utopia should be Fantasyland, anyways, because the superhighway is definitely something of the past. Es- especially if they put a cars overlay on it. Actually, you know, I think the cars overlay would work better at the Magic Kingdom because it's the speedway. You could make it more NASCAR-like. Yes, you could. You're right. Yeah. You're right. The yeah. one here, you know. Well, you know what? You could do it different here. You turn it into Radiator, the town he's radi- stuck in, Radiator, Radiator Springs. What? Radiator Springs. Yeah. Um, and you could do all kinds of little scenes from Radiator Springs. Uh, and that could be okay. And, you know, and I'm not against the cars thing. It's got to be better than the little Exxon cars. And I don't like the. Well, I don't want to say I don't like it. It's, it's, um, it's different. The little cue and the little kind of. You know the funny. Mo- the f- go. The little movie things you see for the Exxon cars, you know, it's like okay. They well, they what? merged the Fantasyland and Tomorrowland Autopias, and it didn't. Yes, make, they did. And it didn't seem to make the track any longer. <laughs> it had to. But it doesn't seem like it. You know, you go through and you're done. You know why it doesn't seem like it? Because you stood, you still stood in, the, in a really long line. <laughs> it didn't help the line at all. You'd think, oh, more cars, more capacity, or something, yeah. but no. I, I can say, I think the the entrance should have been left open. Entrance should have been what? 
there, there's two good ideas for uh, entrance should have been left over at Fantasyland. Oh, not the Tomorrowland one. But anyways, so yeah, I'm not opposed to cars, and uh, I think it'd be kind of a cool addition. Yet there again, if you make the cars similar to the characters in the movie, people are going to want to wait for their to ride in their to certain cars. Ones. And that uh, that. Though it sounds cool to have the different vehicles, it becomes a nightmare for the cast member because every okay, you get in that line, you'll be waiting for the tow truck. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, go ahead. You know, it's just it, it's a nightmare. That's for a while. I thought, you know, maybe in Star Tours we have four simulators. I think Disney World's got six. Correct. Okay, maybe we should have two do indoor and two do Hoth or something like that. But then you're going to have people going, "Can I go to Hoth?" Can I go to indoor? <laughs> yeah, and then the people yeah. who don't know any difference have yeah. to fill in the rest. Yeah. And, again, or, it's a nightmare for cast members. Or, you just got to do it all one. Or when they're only running two theaters, running two, you know, not theaters, what the freaking, two vehicles, because yes. they're, they're on a low capacity day. Okay, no, Hoth's not an option this week. <laughs> you know, yeah. Go get, get the, the indoor line. The run to Hoth is currently in hostile territory, yeah. and we can't go there. Um uh, then I thought you you know it's there's no reason with the improvement in digital um, technology that those simulators could not be converted back to uh, digital when they yeah, we first came about- to Disney yeah they they had video screens and they weren't that impressive they converted in the film and film has become a problem that attraction does go down a fair amount for film breaks film breaks okay now if you go digital you could uh, eliminate that. Now you just had something else to go wrong. It would be a different thing to go wrong. But um, you could do what they did in our Circle Vision for a while was, you know, opening to 1 o'clock is the Wonders of China, yep. and 1 o'clock to closing is America the Beautiful or whichever was the last American, American Adventure. Film, American Adventure. Now, again, what you might find is nobody comes in the morning because no one wants to go to indoor except for the people who don't know any better. And then all of the APs and everything go in the afternoon to see Hoth. So then at that point, you just have to decide, you know what? Screw indoor. We'll do it all Hoth. Well, you know, the, and, well, you talk about Circle Vision, right? Um, yeah. Very rarely was I there on a morning. I think I saw Wonders of China twice. And the rest of the time I went in there, I was seeing the other one because I was in there in the nighttime after work. They were both you know, excellent films. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that the times I would go there, or the times you know when you know, remember we used to get off work Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take a nap in the car for an hour, and the park would open Sunday. We'd go in there for a couple hours, and that. But that was oh shoot, park's empty. Let's go on Thunder. Let's go on Space. Let's go on Star Tours. Oh shoot, it's one o'clock. They're changing over. We missed Wonders of China again. I you know I. Yeah, I miss Circle Vision. Uh, I, you know, I I thought it was a good attraction. I, it seemed that people were still going in it, but I understand the the synergy marketing thing. That hey, you know, Pixar's popular right now. Buzz is extremely popular. Let's get uh, Buzz wasn't an attraction. A bad, wasn't a bad choice. You, I mean, you may not like the ride itself, but that, it wasn't a bad choice. So. Again, I'm I'm of the thi- of the feeling. I what I believe though. The Matterhorn exists in Fantasyland now. It didn't when it was first uh, put in. It was in Tomorrowland. But I really think that Fantasyland was intended to be Cartoonland. 
or Animation Land. This is the home for Disney Animation. The castle, obviously, is a tribute to Disney Animation. Yes. And that movie wasn't even out yet when the Disneyland opened. It's all all the dark rides, the carousel, Dumbo, Casey Jr., uh, Storybook. It's all dedicated to Disney's animation. Correct. Except now, then later they added Small World. Well, that's not an animation film, but where else would you put a ride that has to do with little kids? You know, well, not kids necessarily, but little uh, toys, little um, dolls. Uh, Dolls. Uh, it sure wouldn't be Tomorrowland, though the theme of harmony might. Or know, the children set. are our future. Yeah, that that <laughs> thing might set well, like the 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 uh, Mary Blair murals that everybody seems to want to see back. That I could care less uh, to see back, at least not in that location. If you want to go put them out in the Esplanade, knock yourselves out. I think that'd be a great tribute. That'd be to a great Ma- place to put them. Yeah, for a uh, great tribute to Mary Blair's art. Tomorrowland, I don't think so. Especially if they cover up that. Uh, postcard crap for DCA entrance, then you can put <laughs> yeah. it there. Yeah. So, um, again, it's still primarily Fantasyland. It's still primarily Animationland. Yes, the Matterhorn was moved from Tomorrowland to Fantasyland. Yes, it was a live-action film. But how many people will actually get to ride a bobsled on the Matterhorn? So call it a fantasy well, you know, they, they also they also whimsicaled it up when they stuck Harold in there, huh? When they what? Stuck Harold, you know the Yeti, the snowman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 hammed it up somewhat, yes. So, um, but regardless, um, you know, there it's, there's a fine line between fantasy and tomorrow, uh, anyway. So some of these, yes, they could blur. Yes. Uh, uh, Buzz Lightyear is in the future, but yes. to me it's still an animated thing, and it belongs in another land. Toontown, whoa, what? There, there's a revelation. Toontown, <laughs> that's like Cartoon Land, right? Yes. Um, How's that? Now there, the there's land? the only like modern Disney movie that I can think of that got its its ride, Roger Rabbit, which I thought would uh, stay huge, and it, it's sort of mediocrely uh, stuck around. Uh, as far as interest in the movie, I think I, I enjoyed that movie. That movie was long overdue. Talk about a movie that they tried to make for a long time, and it wasn't going to be called Roger Rabbit. And they put it on the shelf, I guess, and then uh, Spielberg came along, and they kind of got it going again. And Roger Rabbit was fun. I, you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the dark ride. I, I, I think I the, like dark the dark ride is kind of cool. It's a little loud. Last yeah, but you know, that's loud. what you know, that's what it's about. Slapstick, zany cartoon fun, you know. So, uh, But... Again, that's where I would have probably put uh, something like uh, Nemo or uh, any of the Pixar stuff, I think, would have been fine in Toontown. Especially considering all the crap they've ripped out of there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all I, I, the stuff they've ripped out of there. Why? It's, it's but yet, Monsters, Inc., all of them would fit in Hollywood land uh, over in uh, the studio. or the, not the studio. The back but the, lot. Uh, the back, the back lot, lot at uh, DCA or at Disney MGM Studio. Again... It's movie-based. You know, go, go right on a movie. I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Now, Star Tours, though it seems like the future, it, it did take place long a long time, time ago, ago in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. So it's really in the past. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and you know what? It, it, doesn't, it doesn't meet, I guess, all the criteria 
that sci-fi purists would call science fiction. Star Tours? Yeah. Well, Star Wars. Oh, I mean, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yes. It's, I guess I'm not that hardcore sci-fi. I love sci-fi, but neither, I guess neither I'm am not. I. Neither am I. But Star Trek is more science fiction. Star Wars more fantasy. Yeah. Well, you know, Star Wars really is a western, as he says, a western in outer space. Um, I still really could envision Tomorrowland at either park uh, take on a whole new thing since since uh, we've talked about this in a previous show as well well uh, yes and no because I went to the thing you know build us a Star Wars land and just put it in Tomorrowland uh, personally I I prefer Star Trek so I prefer to see a Star Trek land but why not take it to be like the, right now it's hard to st- we're trying to stay ahead of technology technology is changing so rapidly and there's no futurist interest within the Disney company that I can see. You know, Walt, I wouldn't call him a futurist, but he was very interested in technology in the future sure. and where we would go. So he was willing to either, one, court companies who wanted to show their technology off, or two, this company saw in Walt as a person who embraced the future and thus came to him to ask to show off their technology. I'm not really sure how that relationship worked, but however it did, there was a positive relationship. He was willing to tear down a whole land and rebuild it to stay ahead of time. We don't seem to have that uh, kind of a, an idea anymore. So why not say Tomorrowland colon or is that semicolon? <laughs> I never get it right. <laughs> Alpha Centauri Base or something. And yeah. you know your, your rocket, your star, uh, or you Space Mountain is your ride to your star base or whatever. And then everything can be kind of science fiction like. And you can play with future a little more than you can when you actually say this is Tomorrowland. Um, and the same thing at Epcot, you know, Future World. Nah, not really. Though the original Epcot didn't have a whole lot of Future World. It was a lot of storytelling, a lot of a lot of history. But yeah, like World of Motion, great ride. But like, what did it tell me about future of transportation? I like you the, know? No, it was the history of transportation. Yeah, Journey to Imagination was more like an acid trip. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't think of it much as the future, though. After listening to uh, Zippity Doopod, I have a, a new, um, renewed interest in. He might be right about, you know, imagination was the true uh, future world attraction. Is that it really takes the imagination to bring the future to bear? Though, I'm sorry, it did seem like an acid trip, but you know, it did. You know, it does take that imagination. I think the whole Zelensky, you know. Uh, you know what? They've got all their their character scientists in there now, and I, I, they really have blown it. But oh. why not take it and make it something like, uh, well, not science. What did I, I actually put it on the DPN today? Something about call it Spaceships Earth's um, Technology Zone or something, and use it more as a place to talk about technology today and tomorrow. But that's what the Commuter Corps is supposed to be. Isn't that supposed to be the showcase of current well, technology? Commuter Corps right now is just selling Disney. Uh, Software, as far as I'm concerned, I, every time I go through, it's just a bunch of software games. Now, what I remember Communicore as is sort of like what you said. Yeah, showed off technology. You could go play with stuff. Yes, you can go play with stuff now. And what do they call it now? Uh, Interventions. But it's yeah. just to me, it's not the same. Maybe it's a different perspective. I'm older now. Maybe, maybe what I really saw when I was, you know, 20, 21, there is no different than what the people that age see now. I look at it more as another sales gimmick to get you to buy the latest 
Nintendo game or whatever the you know, Disney marketing <laughs> is. Uh, I was not impressed with uh, Interventions at all. I'm not impressed with the one at uh, Disneyland, for that no. matter. Screwed up a good ride bu- uh, show building that they could have put another excellent AA attraction in. But, um, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I give them this much. At least the building is spinning again, and there's something in there. <laughs> that is a plus, uh, you know, uh, okay. uh, though I'm not all that impressed with what's in it, at least it's moving again. I hate to see an empty building that they're not doing anything with. Um, Special one on stage. <sighs> yes, yes. Especially one that's predominantly at the end of the street, right behind the old weenie that went limp and moved to the front. Um, so, again, Pixar not bad. It's just Pixar's well, location to me but, is bad. You know, but Lucas, Lucasfilm, not bad either, well, but then again... Let's call Lucasfilm the, the gateway event for Pixarization. Uh, you know? oh, no, I, th- I think it is a gateway. And I have to ask, what... What's going on in Imagineering that they can't do this stuff themselves? Come up you know, with their own crap. Now, uh, you know, Black Hole. There's a movie I gotta say I went and saw. I saw it twice. I, I probably have the video somewhere or taped it off uh, the Disney Channel. By today's standard, not a great movie. I think it had potential, and they kind of shortchanged it a little bit. And I think Event Horizon, that movie with uh, the guy from um, Sam Neill. Uh, Sam Neill, thank you, was to me, seemed a lot like the black hole in a lot of respects. Um, I wouldn't really make an attraction based off the black hole. I mean, it, but what, you know, it just, Disney's got a lot of smart and uh, intelligent people. I, I'm not sure why we have to depend on somebody else. I think I would have been more like for Lucas to create a park you know, that could, you know, coexist rather than be in our space. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, get, they wanted a second gate. Why don't they do a second gate that's... Uh, Lucas stuff? Well, not necessarily <laughs> Lucas stuff, but let's say the second gate could have been a studio instead. Well, since they weren't going to do Westcott, maybe the second gate should have been a studio. And in that studio, predominantly, you could, since it's a film-based thing, you do a lot of the Lucasfilm stuff in it. You know, that's... Yeah. I still think, you know, the, people talk about the future of DCA. Why not turn DCA into a studio? You can take almost every one of those lands and twist it into some kind of relationship to a movie. Really? Rip the crap out that doesn't work. Really? I think so, sure. Okay. Uh, Paradise. See, yeah, th- throw one out there. Paradise Pier is one of the areas that probably has got to go. But, Screaming. Um, How do you take Oh, wait, wait. Screen? Paradise Pier. Isn't there some horror flick or something that you could turn that into kind of a macabre... Uh, uh, you know, peer in distress. I don't know. I don't know. The last, the last time I saw, you know, a, you know, a entertainment beachside uh, place used in a movie was a Dirty Harry movie. You know, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, flashback! I, we could do uh, all those beach bimbo uh, Annette Funicello oh, movies back okay. there. You know? I mean, right no, stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> what? So you put the right stuff in Condor Flats. I mean, they're already playing the music in there. I, I don't know if you have to change Condor Flats, except give it some room to expand. Uh, Condor Flats got, I think, short changes. There's no room for it to do anything else. It's really locked um, in there. you got the hotel on one side. you got the whatever they call their hub thing. Sunshine you know. Plaza. Uh, so yeah, my, I, I, Condor Flats my favorite area. Me too. I can Especially at night. I think at night it's just... it's. It rocks. The lighting, the everything is 
It's very cool. Yeah, it's it's it got shortchanged. Uh, I'm sure you could even turn Grizzly Run into some kind of uh, uh, you know f- more movie theme type thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the obviously Wild. the Hollywood area is <laughs> is a done deal. Uh, yeah. uh, Tower of Terror is a done deal. The the Pixar area for Bugs Land's a done deal. Um, short of Paradise Pier is probably the only thing I'd, I'd struggle with a little bit, and a lot of that could go anyways because you know who needs an overpriced McDonald's? Uh, so you could get rid of that. A lot of the cheesy little toy rides you could get rid of those. Um, you know, so there's always room for expansion yeah. and change. So. Yeah, well, they got to come up with something. That's for sure. Yeah, something to to. Yeah, I don't want them to shortchange Disneyland by no new attractions to pour it all over there to draw people in there. But they do need some, do need to do something to revitalize the interest in that park. Yeah, they are. They're gonna put a Pixar ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the the rumored Monster Inc. ride. No, no, no. The uh, that ride down there. Oh, I mean, the not bur- Monsters Inc. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. And, and the burrito store or whatever. You know, okay. I went and checked that out because when I heard that, I'm like. What the, you know, uh, the way Richard kind of explained it to me, because I had a a cast member that bowls in my bowling league, says, oh, I'm like, come on, kind of inside information you can give me, because he works on attractions. He's like a mechanic or an electrician or something on attractions. I'm like, come on, what's the inside scoop? He says, well, the rumor is there's going to be a new Pixar attraction. Not sure what it is. Well, what's left? You know, uh, really incredible is about the only thing left, right? He said something about the Malabrito. I, I don't think I've ever seen the Malabrito open. I'm yeah. not a big burrito fan. I'm thinking, but look, wait, I look right behind the burrito. There's California Scream. There's like no room for the attraction behind there. And then Richard says, no, 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 no. That's where the queue starts. The show building is way over there. In the parking like, lot. Oh, come on. I mean, no. I'm like, In the parking anyways. lot, right? Yeah. And yeah. then supposedly... The plans for the uh, third rock and roller coaster have, um, let's say, skidded to a stop because, according to Richard, at least, I don't know if this is true, so I preface it with the Richard uh, story, is that Aerosmith agreed to two attractions. And there's one in Paris, and there's one in Florida. And they have no intention to agree to a third one. So Rich- build a track with a different. Well, yeah. so Richard tells me that they're you know they're going to do it with a local band like No Doubt. I'm like, who? <laughs> He's, and he goes, No Doubt. I'm like, who? <laughs> and I said, Richard, No Doubt doesn't exist anymore. You know, they've broken up. Sure. He's like, oh. So I'm sure there's other local bands around here that uh, you know they could tie into. Who you know who cares if it's a local band? I you know I know it's a California themed bring, park, bring but back- I have a. You know, Bring back the what, Dick Dale surf music that used to be at Space Mountain. Why not? You could do Beach sure. Boys. You could do Dick Dale. You could do you could do a lot. You could do a beach themed one. Sure, why not? Um, but you've already got a kind of got screaming with the Paradise Pier thing. Yeah. And, um, so you know, I'm sure you could find something. Who cares if it's a California-based band? Get something that you know is not too over the edge. I mean, Aerosmith. Everybody knows them, but geez, could you get somebody that's not in a wheelchair? I mean, these guys are old. <laughs> you know. Um, What's funny is I don't really particularly like Aerosmith, but I got to say when I rode the ride, I recognized every one of the songs and I had a good time. Well, that's good because that's so, that's what it's all about. Well, all right. I got to say I love it when you go in the studio. That sound system and that the, the mock-up studio and the bass, I'm like, yeah, turn it up. You know, that, 
<laughs> I could have stayed in there for a while. I don't even like their music that much. But <laughs> but yeah, they uh, I think that'd be great. I, the the idea was uh, the Timba parking lot was going to be or Simba Timon parking Timon. lot is a, uh, just a temporary thing. But you know the here's what I find odd about that. You still have the 1313 Harbor entrance, right? Yep. If you put something there and that that all they're going to do is take your money and then Send you around the corner. Point you to this long road all the way around the back to the other side. Seems really lame. Or turn around and send you to that Catella lot. Not Catella, like the Grand Avenue or whatever that's called. Disneyland yeah. Way lot. Uh, Again, you got this this entrance that takes you nowhere. Now, I don't see any reason why, you know, if they were planning right, why they couldn't go take that around, go under Disneyland Drive or West, whatever the new name for it is, put another parking structure down at that end. Where at the hotel is just a big flat lot next to the hotel over there, yeah, yeah. and have that as you know that wouldn't be so bad. You drive over there, but you know how many people I've seen because I'll try that parking lot occasionally. You get behind somebody who has never been here before, and they give them this little ticket and this little map of where they're supposed to go. They get out on West Street or Disneyland Drive. They have no clue where they're going. They pull into the Grand Californian. Then they pull out of there, and then they don't know if they need to make a left at the right place. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of scary. It's really sad for people who've never been there. They're, they know Disneyland's on Harbor. Why would you ever think to go to a parking structure on, on Ball Road? <laughs> and you see the big entry sign, you go in there, and you can't park. It's just kind of, I find it totally odd and not well thought through, but I'm not sure what other options they had since they were putting the uh, the theme park right there. So, uh, it, All right. So I'm thinking... What's our conclusion? What's our, um, our conclusion? I, is my conclusion is I don't mind either one of them. I, my problem is location for Pixar. I think the now this is mine, then you can chime okay. in with yours. Okay. I think the Lucas films have melded into the park much more, um, uh, much better. Uh, they've had a better uh, cohesion or. Uh, symbiotic relationship with their areas than the Pixar ones. The Pixar ones almost seem like quick, down and dirty, let's get an attraction open based on this new uh, ro- this new movie. Though, you know, obviously Nemo's taken a while from when that movie was out. And Monsters, Inc. had, you know, been around uh, for a while before they got their attractions. Uh, it just seems like uh, the attractions weren't all that well through. They were kind of quick and dirty. Um but I gotta say, I like them all. I, I would not say now. Nah, I'm never riding that one again. You know, like a lot of people say, I'm not going on Alien Encounters. I, I like the first one. I hate Stitch. I'm not going on it. You know what? I don't really like Stitch either. But I'm gonna go enjoy the attraction at least once while I'm in Florida. Just that's the kind of the way I am. It, it, no matter how bad an attraction might be, gotta try it at least once. Yeah, especially if I'm on vacation. If I was on vacation here in Anaheim and I was from Podunk Nowhere. I would have rode Superstar Limo. Sure. I might have ridden it twice because that's just kind of the way I am. Though, yes, I did skip uh, Buzz Lightyear twice last year. It was more of a group effort that kept me from it, not me personally. I would have stood in line. I'm on vacation. Uh, I expect to stand in lines. But my family, being annual pass holders, have got a little more impatient because they, you know, they're so used to being able to come and go as they please. Yeah, if it's real busy, we'll come on a slower day. Uh, you know, I keep telling them, you, you are, uh, we don't have that advantage. We're here for six days, seven days, whatever. You're just going to have to get, stand get in, line. in line. Get your ass in line, yeah, okay. 
Exactly. So. All right. Well, I, I'm taking away from this that that. Um, well, do you agree or disagree? I mean, what's what's your your yeah, thoughts? No, no. Okay. I'm I'm getting to that. Is that I have no problem with the Pixarization. You and I have the, we we know we agree on the poor choice of theme or how they disrupt theme. I do agree with the fact that they did a better job of integrating or not disrupting theme with the use, you know, Indiana in, Indiana Jones and Forbidden Night, Temple of Forbidden Night fits perfectly in Adventureland. Star Tours fits pretty well in Tomorrowland. Um, I just I just find it interesting that I, if they tried the Lucas film invasion in this day and age would it get the same reaction from the Disney fundamentalists or the handringers or whatever that Pixar does because of the ease of gaining information about what Disney's doing and whether or not they agree with it? You, you know, know what? Lucas, I don't... Lucas, oh, I'm Lucas, so, were you asking me that as a question or are you just making a uh, statement? All I'm, I'm throwing that out to the listenership out there. All right? People oh, okay. are listening or you can, answer, you can chime in if you want. But, you know, timing is everything. And if the Lucas invasion started now... With internet and Disney fandom and its, you know, more connectedness, right? There's Disney fan clubs way back then, but they weren't as connected as they are now. Would there be as much B&Ming about Lucas taking over as there is about Pixar taking over? You know, I think there would be initial knee-jerk reactions, because there there always are, no matter... um, how anticipated, good or bad, an attraction might be... um, even with pirates, people, oh my God, they're 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 touching a Walt classic. You know how dare they? I think it's actually gone over fairly well. I haven't heard no. really any no. uh, big complaints. I've heard minor things, and I mentioned it on my Imagining My Way podcast that I recorded earlier today. So you have to listen to that to find out that comment. But um, overall, I think it's been pretty well accepted. But they did it right. I got to say, it's been a long time coming, but. I felt like I saw pirates for the very first time. It's, it was it's, it was clean. It was bright. It was, well, I don't mean bright in the wrong ways. I mean the sets, and I call them sets. Each scene is a set, and it, it was dressed well. The costuming is, even though it's tattered rags sometimes, everything looked great. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, the, it's like the attraction was brand new. I, I just think it's ir- ironic. I mean, it's almost definition of irony that. You know, they make a movie based on this attraction. Yeah, yeah the circle. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's the circle of life. <laughs> and then Nixon, you know, the movie does so well that it influences the attraction to get changed. You know, well, I, you know, a lot of people are just happy or they're hoping that they won't bring Eddie Murphy into the mansion. Oh, yeah. Now, now you know what's funny is I was really anticipating the mansion to be a great film. I was There's not. a film, you know, after all my dissertations about the animation today and DPN... There's a film that I did not see in the theater. Uh, I wanted to. The kids saw it, and I didn't. Uh, I got it on tape, and the first run through, I'm kind of like, eh. The second run through, I'm like, oh, this this is kind of cool because I'd read the the book also about you know from theme park to the movies or whatever. And there's a lot of um, you know credits towards what never got into the real ride that they put into the the movie, from what I understand. I actually enjoyed it the second or third or fourth time at home. I, I just think it was almost a movie that would have been better on the Disney Channel than in the theater. Straight to video. Oh, oh not straight to video. Made for TV movie. How's that? Uh, All right. 
it wasn't terrible. I got to say, Eddie Murphy would not have been my first choice for a mansion uh, movie, but they kept it campy. Yeah, Pirates yeah. was a little more seriousness with some camp in it. Yeah, but it was played much straighter. Mansion was played for the campiness. Sure. I, I thought I, his, I, I, his wife was a babe. Oh, yeah. The kids were kind of cute, especially the whole, you know, bang the spider thing, you know. Um, and they kept that little running joke going through the whole thing. I am not particularly that fond of... Um, Tilly? The Tilly. Madame Leota. In, in her younger days, yes. Today, she's kind of annoying. I, I find her annoying, but... Um, it Regardless, was, you know, it 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 was mediocre at best. There's been sure. rumors of a second one. Oh, I, I don't know, but I I hope they don't bring any of that. I like the overlay for Christmas. I like what they've done to upgrade it. Um, you know, here's something I forgot to mention on my podcast. I can't believe I let this pass. Well, wait, wait, my wait, wait, wait. Write it, write it down. No, I'm not it, going to. And keep it for yourself. All right. No, no, it's not that big of a deal. My biggest problem with pirates, because we're talking about how well they did it, was. The new figures are so good. They make the other one look like crap? Not like crap, but it makes it look like, you know, it's time to slowly upgrade some other figures. Because they're just not to the level of those new figures. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I think the Johnny Depp figures, the first one, blows away. First one, you know, where he's hiding with the mannequins? Yes. I th- Okay, I think it's safe to say now, right? People who are listening probably already spoiled, seen it, done it, looked at pictures, whatever, right? So I'm not giving anything away. But the guy, the one with the mannequins, the way he looks around with his eyeballs, and the way his head moves, nice and fluid, you know, gives gives old Wicked Witch of the East or West, which one is it? Doesn't matter. A run for her money. Because yeah. she, oh, was, she oh, was... It doesn't even give her a run for her money. It makes her look like, you know, an old figure oh, as I far know, as I'm I don't concerned. know. She's still pretty fluid, okay. No, she's good, granted. Okay. But... I thought, I mean, if you didn't know better, you thought Johnny Depp is working in the ride now. Yeah. The barrel one, uh, big deal, right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Okay. The one at the end, uh, he could, I wish he would have moved more. Well, I thought the animation part was good. What I had problems with, his face looked plastic. Plastic, it yeah. Did, it didn't have... Well, I have... You can listen to my podcast, my dissertation, why I think some of the presidents in the Hall of Presidents and Johnny Depp's final character in the, in the last one don't look like the real deal. I think the, the, you know, you go from neck down the body was well well animated. The head and the face just, something didn't seem right. Yeah. So you listen to my podcast and you'll, you'll get my theory on why and um, All right. I'm sticking to it. Okay. Well that's, <laughs> that's a good point to bring up housekeeping. We're going to start plugging stuff. Let's, let's hey, you know, I always try to slide a plug in for mine here right. and there. Um, are we are we wrapped up then? Are we yeah, yeah. pretty I, much in agreement? You, so you don't think you don't think it would go over badly? You're guessing that Lucas could easily slide in much easier than uh, than Pixar. No, no, no. I'm saying my conclusion is that Lucas did slide in easier than Pixar, and I think the reason that it was is because the fan community is not as connected yeah, as they are. That's now. not the question. My question is that the the question would be, if it happened now, could it slide in with as much ease? I don't think so. I think so I'm, not, I'm not so sure because of the the choice of where and how. Um, and I think there's such as a there's a love of Lucas out there. There is, but I I, th- I still think the people that don't like the change are going to be just as vocal about that 
as they are about Pixar now. Sure. Now, you know, I got to say, as much as there's a love for the um, Monsanto attraction, I think there was a greater who gives a crap and thought Star Tours was a great addition. Now, if you were to take out, I'm trying to think of a, a Lucasfilm that might, you know, deserve a new attraction. Let me just, because other than Star Wars, his other films have been mediocre at best. Put Willow? <laughs> <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> and I wanted I wanted that movie to be good because I, I liked What's-Her-Name in that. Uh, uh, Leah. Leah. Yeah, Leah Thompson. Um <laughs> Yeah, Willow. <laughs> oh, hey, you know he gave it a shot. You know what can I say? Um, okay, well let's let's take okay. let's, THX let's take or what? THX eleven thirty eight his dude film or graffiti. Well, okay, let's take graffiti. Well, no, because I was gonna say take out the great movie ride, but there's I, I I have a feeling there's a lot of people who don't really care for that attraction. Um, Actually, graffiti is not a good choice because isn't that a Coppola film isn't that? I don't know if that's considered a Lucasfilm property, is it? I have no clue. Um, yeah, you're not left see. with much choice, are you? <laughs> no, because other than Indiana Jones and uh, Star Wars, Lucas really, unless I'm totally forgetting something that I'm going to feel real stupid about as soon as we sign off, I can't think of another Lucas milestone. Yeah, neither uh, can I. That's pretty sad, isn't it, it for somebody exactly. who just recently got the what is it, the IMA award? What was that? The Directors Guild Award or whatever? I don't know. Um, all right, well let's let's do it a little different. We, well, let's see. Was there any combinations between him and uh, Spielberg other than Indiana Jones that's worthy of, of talking about? Uh, uh, no. Okay. Oh, here here we go. Here we go. Let's try this. Since Disney World's Magic Kingdom doesn't have any Lucasfilm uh, stuff in it, let's say it's time that um, Big Thunder goes for the Indiana Jones. We'll just say the the Temple of the Forbidden Eye for you know, oh the roller coaster one from Paris or the roller coaster one from Paris because you know Thunder's a roller coaster. Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll go with that. Though. Temple of uh, Forbidden Eye is an e-ticket. I mean, I'd consider it an e-ticket. Sure. Um, do you think that people would take that line down? No. Would it be an improvement to do that? Uh, having never ridden the Paris one, I can't answer. I would like to think so. Well, let's okay. put Temple of the Forbidden Eye in there. Then Would that be a positive move? See, now you're comparing apples to oranges. Oh, wait, wait. Here's even better. Let's go this route. Because I don't think this this attraction is as popular at Disney World as it is at Disneyland. Pirates of the Caribbean. Remember, <laughs> not originally slated to be in the Magic Kingdom. It was rip, supposed to be a Wild West ride. Rip out pirates and put in... in, in rip in out the- pirates. No, no, let's, let's keep it the same kind of attraction. Water-based. Indiana we'll, Jones? We'll take either Indiana Jones or... Yeah, well, let's just make it Indiana Jones. Uh, an Indiana Jones attraction. You know, mel- meld all three movies together or make a whole new story. Yeah, I don't think that would go. Really? Okay. 
Have you ever stood in line in that attraction <laughs> at Disney World? I haven't. Even when I went back in 86, I doubt if I stood more than five minutes for that attraction. For some reason, that doesn't seem to have that. If you know that the queue's still all there, and it looks like maybe at some point they actually put the stanchions in. Uh, but when we were there at spring break, we walked on it. For uh, Pirates, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Spring break, when everything else is was crowded... You know, Pirates is kind of over in this corner. The the yeah, some no, of the um, you know okay the circulation at, at the Magic Kingdom at Disney World I don't think is as good as the circulation at Disneyland. But, but let's get back to your question. Could you okay. rip Could you rip out Pirates? Leave the infrastructure of the attraction, so it's a water ride with the fake drops and the whatever. You know, it's seven fake and drops. a half. What are fake drops? Well, you know, they 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 contrived a drop. No, they still go. I'm pretty sure that show building is still on the other side of the. Uh, uh, all right, I get the. Well, forget. Okay, who way, cares? If the, it, just keep, either way, keep you, it the way it is, you, but put a new story in it yeah, based on new, new stories. Yeah, I, I. You know, I don't think I. I still think the fan community would be up at arms. I still think the the fundamentalists would probably be make their voices heard. Yeah, but you still have a pirate. You still have the original pirates at Disneyland. Sure. For instance, you yeah. still have the original Country Bear Jamboree, in although it needed a big rehab uh, at Magic the Magic Kingdom. Kingdom, and we lost ours here to at the park. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I may be wrong, but I, I think that it would, it would not be received well. See, so now let's just think about it for a second. Wouldn't that be a good? Wouldn't that be a cool attraction? I think it would be great. I think. <laughs> okay. Cause, or cause, hey, how about this? Because I personally don't like the pirates in Florida, so rip it out. That, that's good for me. But some people, it's well, not oh yeah, good it'd be for bad. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, know? what about this then? How, but how about look here? Here's a here's a here's a subject for a future podcast. Why do they need to rip something out to put something new in? Why can't they just have? Some, okay, now California, obviously, but in Florida, why can't they just creep the boundaries of a park if they want to stick new attractions in there? You know, th- that's a really good point, because have you ever seen a really good aerial of the Magic Kingdom? No. There is a... Uh, I was going to use the four-letter word, but we're trying to be a kinder, gentler... A crap load of space? <laughs> There's a shitload of space <laughs> within the train... Tr- the... the, the, the um, the train layout. I was, it sounds like a, I'm talking about a model train. The uh, the train within track. the the within the tracks. There's a there's now. Granted, you have to get into the, the utility utilidors utilicor utilidors. Yes. Uh huh. Um, somehow, and that takes up a little space. But there's a crap load of land back there. Oh my gosh. I mean, did you take Did you take the the train around the park the last time you were there? No. No. Did I mean, not. and there's a, there's like a swamp back. There. I mean, there's a there's a shitload of land back there. Yeah. Why so, can't they push back into that? Now, here, they, they I was going to say about this. Uh, would you... The Jungle Cruise. I like it. No. I only usually go on it if... Park original. You know, the other things are busy. Park original. I, I, I Yeah, but, you know, look what they've done to the park original. At Disneyland, they chopped the whole... Uh, probably three to five minutes off of it by chopping that one curve out for Indiana Jones. Okay, they've redressed a few scenes to be completely new. Uh, yeah. They've changed some they to match a little more to Disney World. And they changed the, ban- the, que- they changed the queue, yeah, 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 but it's tweaks. The, the, oh, the con- it, yeah, okay. The in con- ge- okay, in theory, the 
original attraction is still there in theory. And the concept I, is still there. I, I wasn't talking about Disneyland's anyways. I was talking more about the Magic Kingdoms because we already have enough Indiana Jones stuff or Lucasfilm stuff at uh, um, Disneyland. Disneyland, but the Magic Kingdom not necessarily. Could you turn that into an Indiana Jones type attraction? Keep yeah. the boats, you know, keep it the Jungle Cruise type of thing, but instead of going to all these rivers that don't connect to each other, and somehow you magically get from one river to another, uh, when you have a great skipper, See, it doesn't matter how many times you've been on that attraction, if you get a great skipper, that is one of the, f- the most enjoyable attractions yep. you can go on. But that's if you an, have but that's the an crappy unknown. one like I did the last time, it's, it's an unknown variable. That's it's a miserable 15 minutes or however those, it's long it is. It's one of those things that cannot, you cannot guarantee to be the same every time you ride it because you have the unknown variable of the spiel and its delivery. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I totally agree with you. I'm just saying, again, there's an attraction when I was there at spring break that I didn't have to wait for. In fact, I was the only one on with my son. Yeah, yeah, you got to shoot the gun. and. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was the cheesy... Uh, Digital sounding gun, you know. Come on, pull the least, real thing. At least we get got a, blanks. At least we got blanks in California. Yeah, yeah, we finally went back to that. But you know, that's what I'm, I'm just saying. You know, uh, I totally agree with you though about uh, new attractions. The whole thing about we did about sponsorship or no sponsorship. Keep the world of motion. Keep it unsponsored. Now build GM a new one. Sure. That would have been, uh, to me, a better investment because. That attraction was already there. The money they spent to tear the thing down to start over, well, they didn't. I think did they use any of that? I guess they used part of the building and, and let me, gutted, but you know. But anyways, you know what I'm saying. It's like, why quote, not keep them both? Let me quote Walt himself. We have something in Florida and have in California. That's the blessing of size. Use the freaking size for crying out loud. Yeah, you know. And speaking of size, they have sold us. Uh, maybe Earl can chime in someday on this. They've sold a fair. Three hundred. I don't want to say a fair amount of the land, but they have sold some. Uh, some land. Now, Richard was telling me back when, well, Ray, go back to Ray Watson even, that they owned land around Orange County that they sold off at one time practically like there was a garage sale of land. Just, oh, let's get rid of this for that. Now, again, that's Richard. I, I, I can't corroborate. Co- Cor- corroborate. Thank you. That any more than Richard's stories. So, All right. I'm well, not sure. we, we started to get into housekeeping, and then we rolled yeah. on a tangent. Well, you tangent. No, no, I didn't kidding. tangent. I tangent. I, yeah. Okay, right, so, so let's get to housekeeping. One, we're going to be playing a um, a voicemail here at the end. We'll, we'll, what we're going to do is we're going to tell you all of our normal, here's our email, here's our blah, blah, blah. But on the, on the exit, you will hear a uh, voicemail from Jason of San Diego, good local boy, who has a subject matter he'd like to hear a future podcast on, and, and we're going to commit to touching on this subject, but we're not going to commit to win. <laughs> but it's, it's a good subject. He, he's talking about the Disney Channel and what he perceives as pretty much, I'm going to put words in his mouth, the crappy programming uh, that's on the Disney Channel right now. And I do have some thoughts because I think it went downhill when it went to a um, commercial. Kids Channel, yeah. Uh, based. Cartoons. Uh, well, well, see, there's another word for that commercial base. It's, it's, um, yeah. Yeah, it's called commercial. No, yeah, it seems like there was another industry term or something. Uh-huh. But yeah, instead of being a pay, you know, a pay channel, you now get it free because it's just Got flooded with advertisements and commercials. Right. But the programming definitely has changed quite a bit. Some for the better and some 
for the worse. And I guess the question would be, you know, if we were to say in the long run, has it been an improvement, yes or no, we'll touch on that when we get around to it. So, so, so do you want to play that now or just play it? No, well, you'll, we'll play that right before the exit music. Right now you're going to tell them that, you know, there's an oh. email of Mike at Imagineering.com, oh. Greg at Imagineering.com. Well, what? What's this Imagineering stuff? Oh, I'm this sorry. Is... Greg at Imagineering.com. Uh, Imagineering my Mike, way. Uh, Mike at... Uh, okay. Sorry. Greg Mike at MiceCast, Greg at MiceCast. Yes. Voicemail line, <laughs> 206-600-MICE. You can tell I just finished my podcast that's, before this one because I'm still... 206-600-6423. Send us a voicemail. We'll play it. Unless, of course, it's full of profanity, then I don't know. Maybe we'll still play it for kicks. I, who knows? Um, <laughs> <so> That's not encouraging <laughs> someone to call and just rip you, us a new one yeah. uh, with profanity. You can, Though, <laughs> what, what's the, uh, the old Disney uh, voiceover guy? Uh, uh, God, why am I going Jack blank Wagner. on his name? Jack Wagner. His, his your use of the word uh, F dot 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 um, is pretty darn funny. Especially yeah. coming out of his voice, it's just. Uh, I, th- I think it's a there's riot. A, there's a bit out there with him wrestling with the dog. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got some funny stuff. All right, so you know you know how to send us an email. Send us an email. Uh, you can leave feedback on the DPN forums. Um, most likely, if you're listening, you know about the other shows out there. Um, we refer to them every once in a while. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Well, you we've know already, what? Only well, not only because, but. Uh, uh, you know, two two of them I listened to this week kind of, I don't want to say gave us a shout-out, but they mentioned subject matters that helped them talk about what their shows were, and that was uh, Character Breakfast and Zippity Doo Pod. So, both uh, I, both you know, DPN members. Both DPN members, uh, good podcast. DPN meaning Disney Podcast Network, um, which we enjoy being a member of. Thanks to Jeff, who seems to have crawled under a rock lately. Uh, I'm sure yes. work has gotten away. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to go over before we uh, play Todd's voicemail and uh, call it quits for the night? Well, oh yeah, sure, why not? Um, Don't I'm plug. going to Disney World. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. I'm trying to do the Lou dance, but you know, since there's no visual, it's just not quite as good that way. Or it's worse because we have to use our imagination. You had to go there. Um, <laughs> uh, my my. Int- itinerary has changed. I'm going to go in August. That's still staying the what, 26th through September 1st, but I'm also going to go to Mouse Wait. Fest in December. Well, you can't talk about that till you pay for it. I'm going. It's paid for. Don't worry. Okay. Well, when, when you got... It's, it's the small details. That's all that matters. I've already got, you know, the couple, uh, what do you say, saved itineraries. All it takes for me is to push a button and it's uh, pay some money. Right. It's it's ching time. All right. But I'm going to be there for Podfest and Mousefest. So, I'm excited. That's good. I'll get there after most of that's done. Oh, plus the I guess we should mention uh Lou Mangello. Uh Lou sent me uh his uh, volume 2 of the Walt Disney World trivia book. More secrets, history, and fun facts behind In, the magic. And Lou's podcast is that WDW Today, or no? That's Scopa. No, no, no. Crew. That's that's uh, Scopa, uh, Scopa Towers, and those guys. Um, no, Lou's got one. You'd have to go to his he web. He's got a Rose, website. Nathan Rose. Let's see if it's on the back of his. Wait, wait, wait. Let me open the cover where it gives some description information. 
Oh, let's see. Intrepid Traveler, that's the publisher. Let's see. You can get it at theotherorlando.com. I know you can also get it at Amazon, places like that. Um, well, you know what? I can't find it right now. But, yeah, he does have one out there. His website um, will have it. But this thing is full of really cool trivia things. Um, DisneyWorldTrivia.com is the website. Yep, yep. What is Very the name of his podcast? Why is it escaping me? Oh, uh, let's see. Because it's uh, 11, 13 p.m. and Yeah, I'm a little... Losing the, running out of gas. Book Mouse Tunes, Mouse Tunes. That's the name Mouse of the podcast. Tunes. Mouse there Tunes. He and Nathan Rose. All right. So there's yeah. a plug for good old Lou. He's the one organizing the Pod Fest. Yes, he is. And um, thank you, uh, Lou, for the the book. I'm enjoying it very much. Uh, I I got Volume One for Christmas this last year. And I've enjoyed it very much also. It's, it's, it's been fun to be stumped. Uh, a lot of them I've got right and a lot of them I didn't get right. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. So it's, it's good stuff. <laughs> so I thought I knew the park. Yeah, well, I guess not. Okay. Uh, anyways, it, it's, it's, it's a good book. Uh, well worth the price. Um, so go for it. And his cute little daughter's on the cover. I believe that's his daughter. I hope so. I'm pretty sure he told me it was. All right. All right. Well, then uh, I think it's time to, to sign off, and we'll we'll leave uh, we'll leave you with uh, Jason's Todd. voicemail. And Jason, I'm sorry, we already played Todd. Yeah, right. Todd was the beginning. Jason, we'll leave you with Jason's voicemail, and you can contemplate whether or not not whether or not when we'll actually get to his request. <laughs> Yep, so send in your request if you have one, and I think we got a couple of new show ideas just off the show tonight. So yep. um, I'm looking forward to hearing from you, and hopefully we will see you at the DPN or in the parks. And just remember, here's my last quote of the day. Your worst day at any Disney park is better than your best day at work. <laughs> How true is that? So it doesn't matter if you get run over by ACV or a cast member's rude to you or yeah, a line uh, is long and you're in the smelly really mass of humanity to, with no deodorant on, there, but, uh, it's still better than being at work. For a living, so. You know, it was okay. pretty hot this week. <laughs> that would be uh, funny for just say goodnight, damn it. Dress up like Charles Manson. You know, <laughs> goodnight, Mike damn it. So uh, weirded out about meeting the listeners. That would have been funny if someone would have dressed up like Charles Manson, chased him around, and all, Hey, Mike, I love the show, Mike, I love it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, you guys have a great podcast. Um, I listen to you in between my calls, and uh, hope you keep up the good work. As for topics, I thought it would have been cool if you guys talked about, like, uh, you know, the Disney Channel, because it really sucks right now, and I pulled the stuff off the Internet that's really cool shows about, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Disney animators and stuff, and they and they have the Disney Channel logo, so I know they've been on there before. But uh, you can't. The programming now just sucks. And I thought maybe it would have been funny if you guys talked about like uh, what shows you guys would like to see. You know, maybe like a, a Disney Geek Talk Show or a or a you know Extreme Imagineering or something. Anyway, uh, you guys have a great show, and uh, hope to see you out in the park someday. All right. 
This show is a member of the Disney Podcast Network family, hosted by Jeff at Meandering Mouse. The DPN is a collective discussion forum consisting of some of the finest unofficial Disney podcasts available on the Internet. Pay a visit to www.disneypodcastnet.com and join in on all the fun with your favorite Disney podcasters and listeners.